Hi, I'm Liz Cully, and welcome back to Cool, Cool, Cool. Each week, I give you a glimpse into what I think is cool and chat with a ton of people that are definitely cool. No topic is off bounds unless, I guess, it's not cool. Welcome to Cool, Cool, Cool. I just got off of Zoom in my hotel room with the heartthrob, the undisputed number one stunner of ultimatum queer love, Mal. This is her first interview. I am honored and delighted that uh, she chose me or said yes to me. Here's the thing, and you guys know this, reality TV is such a weird thing, right? Like, you're, you never know. But Mal sums it up so perfectly in this episode. The cameras don't lie. So truly, Mal is as lovely as you think she is. She is wonderful. She is kind. And I'm so excited that I have a new friend. Enjoy Mal's first ever podcast with me, Liz Cully. But I will say getting a hold of you is like, I feel like I'm a journalist in a war-torn state and I'm like looking for the person who is like captive and you are that person. And I also just have to tell you, because it's so funny, when we were at the Netflix Pride party, I had gone to talk to Wembley, who you should know if you don't, who's fabulous. I turned the corner and you're standing there talking to my wife. And I was like, is this very fine queer person who's sort of like mask present, like sort of like Rachel hitting on Ra like my brain was blown. And then I was like, no, this is just like a lovely, bubbly human being. That's like, yeah, making friends. And then I was like, why is she not hitting on me? No, I'm just kidding. I was fine. It's all right. My ego, you well, know, I can't handle it. I can't. Handle I understand. It. I understand. I think that I come off I'm, a, I'm very friendly and I do like to make friends and I'm like touchy and huggy and all that shit. And so I think sometimes it gets read as like, is this bitch hitting on my person or me? And I'm like, no, I literally am just making friends. No. And That's I'm so it. glad you did. And we were like, wow, she's great. And I said to you, and I've said it on my Instagram story and I want you to corroborate. I was like, everybody wanted to fuck you. <laughs> you did say that. <laughs> I guarantee it. I was like, oh, you're the person everyone wanted to have sex with. <laughs> you have to understand. I didn't know the show. I didn't understand the premise of the show. You guys were all there. I had no clue what was going on. All I distinctly know is that Ozzy was like very awkwardly dancing by themselves in front of Lauren Abedini, DJ Kittens, which was so weird that night. What? I didn't yes. see that part. <laughs> oh, you missed it. I was like horrified. I was like, what is this person doing? And then to find out that Ozzy has the most rage issues out of any person on your show, deep-seated rage, was really wild. It was all, it, honestly, it was a wild experience, but I'm so happy that we met. I've been so concerned, like a mom. I've been like, oh my God, is Mal going to be okay? Yeah. No, I love that. That's what we need. You know, like I think in in community, like we, it's funny and it is reality TV and it, and it's dramatic and chaotic and all these things. But the other part is like, we absolutely need people like you that are like, but are you good though? Like, but are you okay? And, and we need like the mama bears and the aunties that are like, get off my girl. You know, well, I've definitely that. gone full auntie mode as I approach yeah. 
38 years old. I'm like, oh, I've gone full auntie. This is who I am. And that's, I'm fine with that. I have to understand something from the jump though. When did you guys shoot this thing? It's very unclear to me how long Vanessa made it seem like this was shot in 2014. And she is like, what not only has a new nose, but like a new life lease on life. Does she have a new nose? I, she has to have a new nose. It is not the same nose. And I'm going on public record. Well, and the best, the messiest part of the reunion was when she sat down and Tifter looked over at her and was like confused because it was. So when did you film this thing? This absolute mess, messy, slopopotamus, chaotic mess. I mean, it does feel like it was 2014, but it was filmed two years ago. Oh, that which makes sense with all the masks. And okay, that in so prime pandemic. Yes. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Which again, we're not taking in people's mental and emotional state, which I think is a missed opportunity here because prime pandemic or as we're coming out, which was very difficult for people. Yeah. We have a lot of unprocessed trauma and shit that we just dealt with. Like, you know, as, as a civilization, there's that aspect, right? Prime pandemic. We're getting, we're literally getting tested every day. Oh God. Like, and not the, not like the test that we do now, but like, you know, when they do, when they like penetrate your brain, that of course I worked on production. Yeah. It's every single day, every single day we're doing this. Wow. Um, People are sleep. I mean, there are so many things to unpack. The bed size was a very mean choice. That was what a twin, a large twin that they put a large twin. And mind you, Lexi and I are both five ten, five eleven people in this very small ass bed. It's kind of a setup for lesbians, really. You know what I mean? Psychotic setup. I don't know. Well, I just the bed size was so I mean, and that's when when Sam freaked out at Tifter about having a hundred pound stranger husky in the bed. I was like, oh my god. I'd be hot. I'm sweating. I'm like a sweaty kind of person. Like I need the air conditioning yeah. on. It's it just seemed so intense. Okay, so this was two years ago. You guys are being tested all the time. Did you find out about the show on social media? Um, what do you mean, like the first season? Yeah, like how like how did you get on the show? Like I don't even. Oh, know. So we didn't. The show, the first season of the show wasn't even out yet. So when we went through casting and all of that. We didn't have like a glimpse into what we were getting into. We had a, a concept that was pitched, right? But we didn't know. Nobody saw the sh- The show didn't come out until after we were done filming, a couple months later. So then you see it and you're like, oh, shit, this is what I just signed up for. This is, this is what I signed up for. Well, my um, favorite reality show is Temptation Island, where people mm-hmm. similarly that are about to get married, decide to go to an island and effectively split up. Have you ever seen that show? Yeah. It's amazing. I mean, it's, uh, I mean, and then basically I just want everybody to have sex. So then they split (laughs) up and then there's like you single people with the sole mission of trying to fuck somebody, which is again, absolutely crazy. You had to have known the outcome was going to be tough going into a city. You had, come on, Mal, you had to have known. I think 
I didn't think it was going to be, I think I, I highly underestimated how difficult it actually would be. Like in my mind, I, I'm rather pragmatic. So in my mind, I'm just like, okay, you know, you go through a series of interviews, right? And then you get more and more about what the show is actually going to be as you go through interviews. Sure. And then I remember our last one, I'm like, I, I literally mute uh, the casting and, and the directors and I mute them and I look over at Yoli and I'm like, are you, we've been in therapy every week, weekly for a year now. Are we sure we want to do this? And she's like, you know, yeah, I think it'll be, we'll be fine. Like, it'll be fine. And I'm like, all right. You know what my partner says? I trust her. I guess let's do it. I didn't think it would be so, I didn't think it'd be that. I thought like, it's only 10 weeks of filming. We can get through it. There is an end to this. This isn't going to be forever. We can do this. I mean, I think I'd rather go on that show alone where they drop you in the middle of Alaska and you have to eat like squirrels. Like, I think I might do better in a show like that. I mean, again, it was clear from the beginning who sort of knew the gravitas and those who did not. Vanessa with the new nose definitely didn't realize. And if she had, I thought she was like, everyone's going to try to fuck me. It's totally going to be fine. Xander is whatever. Calling Xander asexual, who, by the way, Xander fucked the most. Right, right. Xander was just bucking in between kettlebell swings. Bucking, bucking, bucking. So I think, you know, which also I, you didn't have, or to our knowledge, which I'm not asking you to confirm or deny, because as we are friends, I won't ask you about your, if you're having sex and that we don't know about it. But (laughs) those that actually had sex basically on camera, I just, you have, I just, I couldn't imagine doing that. It's like why the real L word tried to get me on that show years ago. And I was like, dude, they have like real sex on this show. Yes. Well, and so the other part is like, for me anyway, at the time I was working in corporate America in an HR position. And oh I'm like, Oh my God, what? <laughs> yeah. You so, and that's H- the other thing that people don't know. People, I, I make it very, I am very mysterious. And, and just quite frank, I think as a black queer woman at the level of leadership I was in, in the job that I was at, and I was with them for 10 years. I'm like, I can't be fucking, I can't be having sex on television. I can have sex. It can't be on, I cannot do this on television. Wait, you were H-R-T-O-T-O-T-O. I mean, HR, unfortunately, is never your friend. And anybody listening to this that works in any kind of job, I'm sorry, Mal, but HR is not your friend. They work for the company. Like, you're so- It was like a a hybrid, it was a hybrid role because we had just, the pandemic happened. We had just launched like a stand-up work from home org. So I was doing project management, HR stuff to like build up this work from home organization. And I'm spearheading some of these projects. And I'm like, this opportunity comes up. I work from home and I'm like, okay, like I, we can, I can do this highly underestimated, but also I can't be having sex on television. Cannot do that. Did you and Yoli always have aspirations or did you, and do you have aspirations of like hosting, being on camera? I mean, was that also sort of a want for this? No. I I never thought that I would be a host of a television show or be on. I never thought that I'd be on television. No, really? To be quite no. That really, your fine ass me. never wanted to be on TV. 
No. Well, back in the day, I want to be on Real World when I was a kid. I oh my younger. God. Did you die when you met Karama? On road rules. Yes. Yes. I, I was like, what is happening here? Your Karamo's amazing. The loveliest person, truly down to earth human on the planet. And not only is he great, but you know who you would actually totally be friends with? His son, who's the best. Shout out to Jason. If you're listening, you know, I love you so much. You like the best. Anyway, I saw you guys post a picture. I didn't know if you had met that night yeah. and I'm glad you guys met because he's the yeah, best. Yeah, we met that night. He's so sweet. And he's like, you know, we exchange, we exchange phone numbers. And yeah, he's, he's so, so he's chill so like that. He's so like cool. that. So, okay, you yeah. wanted to be on real world road, road rules. Yeah. Okay. So, when you I was were, yeah. Young. When you were like 10. Yeah. You're like, that seems fun. Strangers yeah. all in a house. Well, you basically lived out your dream. Oh, I did do it. Didn't think it would happen this way, but I did do it. But the other part to this was, you know, obviously we don't, ex we don't do this to our lives for free. Right. Um, and, there was a part of me that also wanted, I'm, I have to, this needs to be in, in a very nice way. I'm the one with the corporate job and, and has like the benefits and, and these things. And I want my partner to be able to also contribute a certain sure. way. And I don't think that got shown. I think that got shown a really weird way as well. Um, well, okay. we did this thing. Pause. It didn't, I would say as a viewer, it was very clear to me that you were like trying to do all of the adult things to get yourselves in a position where yes. you could take your partnership to the next level. And when that chick told you that Xander showed her, or sh like Xander showed Yoli their bank account, I was on the floor. Same. What? That is not being discussed enough. The bank account comment. I was like, what the fuck what? is wrong with you? Like, and what are, what you are we two doing? doing? Yeah, exactly. I found it was very clear that you were really in a position of trying to get things set up, which I actually really, it was strange to me that that was so harped on. And regardless if it was edit or if that was really what the conversation was, because as a person who's also married, I just bought a house. It is such a massive undertaking for anyone. But as a queer, like non-cis white man to buy a fucking house and to have a child, I completely understand why you wanted to have your chips all in a fucking row and have yeah. everything together. And I'm not, and I'm coming from a, a, a privileged position of being a white woman. You know what I mean? So like, they when I had when I was getting the house with my wife, they were looking at my nail payment. Who are you paying? And I won't say it on air how much I pay to get my nails done because it's atrocious. <laughs> Who are you paying this money every month? I was like, it's my nails. They're like the bank was literally like you're a psychopath. I'm like, uh, 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 you know? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So I I understand why you would want to go on something to help further your partner's career, which I was never touched on. What was Yoli's job? before you guys went on? She was um, a stylist and she was at the time in management at a, uh, like a boutique in Seattle. Yeah, so you were like, okay, let's go on the show. Maybe it'll help her career. Yeah. yeah. I really thought that we could make it through, be like one of these, you know, lesbian couples on the internet and I could just play in the background and you can just 
do the things, whatever that, that makes means. sense. I could just be the supportive person, keep my same job, and then we can just go on. However, jokes on everyone, because when I met you, you had like, I don't know, a couple thousand followers. And now you have like 200,000 followers on the internet. What was that like? So weird. It's so- Was it just like influx? Influ- yeah. Yeah. You see just growing and tick and up in an uptick. And you're like every so often I have close friends that are like, do you see what's happening? I just checked on this an hour ago and you're at like 10,000 more than you were at. Even Lexi, it became like a game. Lexi's like, yeah, she's getting her hair done. And she's like, yes, she still calls me her wife. My wife's followers are growing. So it's just Well, so- also the fact that Lexi's like only fans goes on Barstool Sports persona was like never, my brain actually blew up when I went on social and was looking at all of you to see what, who was what. I mean, I knew you, but I didn't know who anybody else was. And I'm like, yeah. wait. This is Lex. I mean, I couldn't, my brain couldn't wrap around that. And Lexi, you know, my opinion on Lexi, which I know I DM'd you early on, is tough because it felt very earnest and tropey, her intentions of being on that show. It was like, you're 23 and what, just go have, like, do you really need to get married right now? Like, it seemed intense, but... You know, Lexi, Lexi is a, she's a lover. She really spending time around her and her family and like her values. um, She really wants that partnership. She truly is like, this is what I want. This is what I want my life to look like, which is part of the reason why I chose her as well. Our, our, our families look very similar. Like they've just been together forever. And she really wants this, this partnership. And she really wants her life to look a certain way. And so I, I get it. I do also understand that at the time she was 24 um, or 26, 24, 24. No, 24. At I the was time, like, right? yo, just get yeah. out there and have sex. Have some fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, she's she's headstrong in what she wants. And she's like, she's not really a girl that dates around. And she's certainly not who I was at 24. No, I was literally out there bucking all the live long day. One thousand percent. So when you go in there and you meet everybody, who did you in immediately? It sounds like Lexi, but who did you eat? Did you know, like, damn, I'm definitely not. So you, I have this job. I'm definitely not going to have sex. Were you immediately like attracted to anyone where you're like, damn, I could maybe, you know, the first person what you go on your first date or your first meetup, that first party and you look around and that's the first time you see everybody that's going to be there, too. You don't know who's on this show. You don't know what's going on until that first time when Joanne is, uh, you know, explaining the premise to to viewers, right? Oh At that God. nighttime party or whatever. And you look around and I'm like, okay, we're here, you know? And then you break, you break up and you start talking around everybody. And the first person that... I don't know if they almost got me, but the first person that my ears perked up at was Vanessa, to be honest. She was very charismatic and and came off. I don't know. She was very forthcoming about what she was there for and what she wanted and very flirty. Her and Xander both flirted with me immediately in front of Yoli. And Yoli's like, what the? Which, what is- yeah, is wild. You yeah. and Xander would have been a strange, but like maybe cool kind of pairing. I don't I mean, again, Xander was there to fuck. So unclear, that would have been. Xander and I did go on dates and that didn't get aired. 
Because I'm like, all right, we're here. I got seven people to pick from. I can't pick the person I came with. So let's see what we're going to do. Let's just try to match up with someone that you're, you're best aligned with. And to be quite frank, Xander and I did go on a couple of dates. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm not typically mask for mask, but let's just explore this nuanced way of pairing that doesn't get talked about. Because I'm like, we're on a queer show. Let's show all the nuances of queerness. Totally. Let's try this mask on mask thing and see how that works out. I don't know if we would have had sex, but I mean, we tried to have we tried to have some. Vanessa, though, I feel like the way the edit go. I mean, I think if I was a producer on the show, I would have been like, okay, Mal and Vanessa are clearly going to pair up. I think, or maybe Lexi. Like, do you know what I mean? I think I could see where that could go. But it's it felt like and I feel I really feel for Vanessa. Like, I, I think that it really was a bummer for me to I felt like she was being bullied in the end. And I didn't like love that. I think she was like, dude, I'm like, first of all, I wish she had just stuck with the I want to be polyamorous. And I don't know if I believe in marriage, because I think that actually was a really interesting take. And yeah. her, I mean, and but. And I felt really, I, I felt badly. And it did seem like you guys were going to pair up. When did the shift happen? Or did she get more interested in like Lexi or something? When did you say, okay, I probably need to go like look for somebody else? Yeah. Um, the thing that I love about, love is strong. The thing that I really, really appreciate about uh, production and Netflix is that there are things, they really do try to keep people protected. They really in my experience in this show, sure, they really do. They did try to keep people protected, even though it was like messy. Yeah. They did try to make sure like we don't, you know, you don't want to get, you don't want to violence these, these humans. Sure, sure, sure. And so I think in these dates, you spend so much time getting to know these people and yep. you talk about things, right? Yeah. And eventually there were comments and just ideologies that came out that I was like, um, we are not aligned at all. You and you and Vanessa. Yeah. And and that's also part of the reason why Lexi and I were super suit like we we really were like magnets because we were so aligned in how in our in our ideologies and how we view the world. And and Lexi as a white woman asked very curious questions and led with like, okay, I'm not in your position. I, I don't know how this feels. So talk to me. What's up? And how can I stand for you? And how can I support you? And mm. she's really careful with her language. And so those are the things that didn't get aired. Mm-hmm. And, and some of the reasons why it's so unclear, like you were just cool. You were just like into Vanessa and now you're absolutely not. And why? And that's also why Lexi was so, so, so adamant and so like pressing on why Ray chose her. Cause, cause Lexi couldn't understand why my partner would choose somebody that outwardly expresses these really careless and actually hurtful ideologies. Very, very like, got it. That's why Lexi was showing up the way that she was. Interesting. And as queer people, we're all still, I might not agree with some thoughts or things that Vanessa said. I also feel committed to protecting queerhood. And so no, I'm not going to go out and just say like, she said weird. This was not, this is not just weird, but just like absolutely not okay. I'm not going to do that, you know? Got it. But that's the missing piece. Mm, well, that's, 
that it's an, listen, I think walking away from it, you know, as a viewer, I was like, clearly this person is not liked by anyone on this cast is doing reckless things, but because they are reckless themselves. Like, I think that was clear. Her dad dropped the most knowledge. I mean, the, the cast of the friend characters was truly the unsung heroes of the show. I mean, it was truly incredible. How upsetting was the reunion for you to see the relationship between Tifter and Mildred explode? Did you guys have any knowledge of how? I mean, I said it in my like initial recap of watching the show. And I think I said it. I think I texted it to you. Those two, regardless, should never be together. Like I saw that from the jump. I'm like, these two people are a terrible, terrible match. Did you have any idea it had gotten that bad when you went into the reunion? No, had no clue. Had no clue it was that bad. No. And mm-hmm. it's and and was it really shocking for all of you when it kind of was? Ex- I mean, also Mildred called the cops on herself. I mean, she literally just was like. Oh, you're not going to talk. I was like, oh, my God, you're really airing out your whole shit right now. Yeah. Wow. How did you feel in that moment? Yeah, honestly, also, well, that's a tricky question because you sit back and you're watching two people go through a very serious thing publicly. Yeah. And you don't want to. You just want to hear both sides. But and also. It was hard to watch because you have very small details about their life and, and what happened, right? And there are some things, there are some things that you, there's some information you might have that could be like legally like incriminating to one party or the other. Right. And I, yeah. it's best to just stay your ass out of it. Yeah. Stay out of it, you know? And ah. also triggering. It was also triggering in some ways, you know. I don't I don't talk about it at all, but I've been through I have been a victim of domestic violence and I understand what it feels like to be in a position where you're, you have been harmed. You don't want this person to get in trouble, but you do need to talk to somebody about it. Mm -hmm. You don't want to tell your closest friends or your circle, and you don't know if you're going to actually leave this person. You know that they harmed you, but you don't know if you're going to leave them. So what do you do? It's really tricky. It's tricky. And I've gone through domestic violence counseling where they're like, you don't want to get this person in trouble, but if they're harming you, we have to call the cops on them. Totally. And you're like, what do I do? So me personally in that position, I'm like, this is hella triggering for me. Like hearing some of this. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't, it was, I didn't see it take, I, I just knew they shouldn't have been together. But I think again, as viewers, it was like, Oh fuck. Like you guys really need individual help, you know? Yeah. And that was that was sort of a bummer. Um, did you think Lexi and Ray were going to get married? Hmm. That's a good question. It changed. I, in the beginning, I did think so. Yeah. I was for them. It, you know, I'm like, yeah, do it. You know, Lexi knows what she wants. She wants Ray to also choose her. Seems like Lexi's pretty sure about what she wants. Let's just help my job in this with you is to help build you up and like step into your confidence instead of like having language and speaking the way that you do just pour all that into yourself and show up as this like 
bad bitch that that I know you are. And I know when you're 30, you're going to you're going to be it's going to be a, be a completely different girl, which we're starting to see. But I don't know. I, I don't know. At the end, I, I'm not sure if I thought they were going to go through with it or if, yeah. it, or if it would be lasting because I, you know, I love Ray, too. And I just saw them growing in different directions. Sure. Yeah. And it wasn't like. They weren't growing together, you know, as like individuals, they were literally growing in different directions. Yeah. Yeah. We have to talk about you proposing to Yoli and the oh. heart and, and the heartbreak I felt as your new friend watching. I mean, I was we were gripping the couch. I was like, Mal, don't do it. I mean, you at the reunion. Um, Rachel Scanlon, who is amazing, another person you should know, she has a podcast called Two Dykes and a Mic. Uh, you might have seen her go viral on TikTok with Kaylani's nipples. Um, we were discussing it as lesbians, and she's a comedian. I am not. I just make funny comments sometimes on the internet. But when you got up and you're like, yo, you made me look like an idiot on TV. I mean, it was truly one of that is actually, first of all, you didn't look like an idiot on TV. You looked like somebody that was trying to save a long-term relationship and you were on a chaotic, messy reality show. But you saying that was truly, I just have to tell you, one of the funniest fucking things I've ever <laughs> seen. They're like, yo, you made me look hella stupid on TV. And I was like, oh, no. Why did you propose to her, Mal? You know, we have three years. In my mind, we had three years to this 10-week chaotic situation. And we had gone through, we actually went to intimacy therapy, um, like, when we got back, when we switched back. And I'm thinking... I, I think that what you're experiencing is real. I won't take away from your feeling. And also, I know that this is like a dopamine, like since you're on a high right now. Right. I spent time with you. When you get back to your regular life, you're going to be over this. I, I know you. And so I was thinking like, stick to what you, you, you know why you came here. You know what you want to do. Stick to that. Like, see it through. Stick to that. And also, if she says no, I need you to know that there is no spinning the block. There is no like, let's try this again. You can walk away. I can walk away. And you never have to question if, if I would, if I wanted to marry you or not. Before we even went on the show, maybe like six months prior to, our parents met each other. Like yeah. parents flew down to where my parents live to meet each other in, in my mind in very like traditional fashion, because my plan was to eventually marry you. Yeah. So I'm just like, for you to feel like I'm dragging my feet is such a wild concept to me. So I, I felt like I, I felt like I needed to see this all the way through and, and just do it. Do the thing. Do it. Was the ring real? Which that ring was not. I knew it. I was like, that ring is hella big. <laughs> One. I'm like, I literally because I'm I just sat there. I was like, that's like a four. I said, that cannot be real. That's a $65,000 ring. I mean, right. I know I'm, I'm a bougie bitch. Everybody knows it. I know what shit. I was like, that's a $65,000 ring. That can't be I real. I did have Lexi's dad though, make my ring for her. The ring that I got made was beautiful. Stunning ring. Where is it? <sighs> she has it. What? I know my mom. Yoli mom's... has the ring still? 
Yeah. No. My mom's like, where's the ring? I'm like, mom, not right now. No, she needs to give you the best. That's actually like, I think in all honesty, I think there's actually, there's been, not, I don't know if it's court case. I think it's, you need to give the ring back. She has to give I the ring back. Her, I did tell her to keep it just to be clear. I did. Why? Um, you know, I question that now that we're so far past it. And I'm like, why did I do that? Oh boy. Oh, Mal, come on. No, no, no. All right. Well, Okay. So, I mean, it makes sense the way you say it, like you take out 10 weeks out of a three-year relationship. I think the most, the gut-wrenching thing outside of the proposal for me was when you all were, you've swapped back to your original person and you're at the bar and she is acting flagrantly in front of you. I didn't see that. So that's why I was so pissed because I'm like, you know, my partner at the time is like, Hey, do you, is it, do you mind if I go and like check in with Xander? And in my mind, I'm not telling you not to talk to Xander. I lesbians, we all talk to our exes. Like, yeah, I'm not telling you not to. I understand even like immediately after a breakup, you might want to like still check in on them and whatever the hell lesbians do. I get that. So I'm thinking, especially in this experience. Yeah. I like check in on her. Like I, I get that. I didn't know. I trusted that that's just what she was doing. I didn't know that she was over there professing her unrequited love. Like, I didn't know that. It, it was, it was so inappropriate. It was, it was really, that's where I think for me, I'm like, this person is demonic. Glioli is a love addict, which you claimed in the beginning. You were like, yeah, I want to do this because I don't know if you're, you could just, I, it could be anybody, which you set the stage for that sort of dopamine fixation, love addict behavior that we witnessed. But I will say that felt really tough. Are you and Xander cool or you just don't talk to each other and whatever? No, we're cool. We don't talk often, but we're cool. There was never, for me, there was never any ill will or malice towards Xander at all. Xander's a sweetheart. Um, yeah. So I felt like I actually felt no kind of way. I'm thinking like, if you're going to pick anybody, you did pick the best to, in my mind. They're, they're a great person. So it makes sense to me. Um, but I mean, running after each other after your engagement, was that just gut wrenching? Who, yes. who did you watch? Who did you watch the show with yourself? Or did you watch it with friends? And if I'm honest with you, I've, I was, I lived it and I saw the previews. I have not watched that part still. I still haven't watched the reunion. You can, or, you can yeah. skip it. You can skip it. I'm yeah. here to tell you, you yeah. can skip it. I watched it before the reunion because we have to watch the entire thing before the reunion. So oh, they make you watch the full show. Yeah. And that's why I came on like so hot because there are things Yoli and I had been in communication and I'm like, hey, typical Mal trying to just protect. I'm like, is there anything that I don't know? before we're going into this, that maybe Ooh. we want to share. I know lots of things, but is there anything that I just don't know? And she's like, no, like, I think you know everything. And then I see it and I'm like, what? Even the having sex thing on camera. I'm like, hey, if you're gonna, Yoli and I linked up while we're in the middle of filming. And I'm like, I'm cool with you having sex. Sex is sex, like do the thing. I'm cool with that. I would advise that you don't do it on camera. 
strictly because of who Xander came with. I don't think you want to be part of that like crossfire. Mm. And also you might, you just might not want to be fucking on camera, but if you do go off queen, I just don't think now that I know that you're picking Xander, I don't know if you want to do it on TV, take the car, go somewhere, do it. You just might not want to be caught doing it on camera. I tell her this mid, mid, mid filming. So when we come, so when we talk about it, when we switch back to our, you know, to our trial, I'm like, you know, we're sharing all the things that have happened. And she's like, you know, in protection of you guys, like they got us a hotel. We did it and we did do it. We did have sex, but it was in a hotel. And I'm like, okay, bet. Like, that makes sense. I get that. That also makes sense why, you know, you feel the ways that you feel. I didn't know this this entire time. So that was a lie or they had sex in a hotel and they also just had sex in the room? I don't know, but I, 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 what was a lie was that they didn't do it on camera. That was a <laughs> big lie, a big, <laughs> big, big, fat lie. Wow. Interesting. I, did you ever ask the question like, Yoli, after not, not being truthful with me, like, how do you think we're going to move forward in this? Did well, she no, even answer? The reunion was filmed like a year after production. And the, and just to be clear, that means that the reunion was filmed a year ago. The reunion was just filmed in January. Oh, okay. Got it. Of this year. Yeah. Got it. So there's been all this time passed. We haven't seen the show. I wouldn't have known to ask her that. And how, for how long after the show did you guys try to make it work? Um, probably for like a month, month and a half. Cause we got oh, that's back. It. Yeah. We got back from the show maybe uh, right before Thanksgiving. We got back from the show. And we tried, we tried. And then we went to a wedding that was out of the country. My dad has been, he's older, he's sick. Um, so he's been battling health stuff and going through the things. And so I bought a ticket home um, after this wedding we went to in Mexico. I bought this ticket home and I, I bought it home for like a month. Just get away, help my family and just figure things out. But we had gone on a break and we never returned from that break. So for about a month, month and a half. Got it. And she says two weeks. And I'm like, that's not true. Right. And our social circles are like, what are you talking about? Like, that is not true. I know for a fact you guys tried to make things work for at least a month, month and a half. How many girls or people a day are trying to holler at you in the DMs? Like, give me an average. Is it like 2,000, 10,000, 500? I don't know. I don't know that number. (laughs) Yeah, because it's that big. Which is I what I fucking told you. What I told you a month and a half ago or whatever it was when we met. Oh, boy. I think they're trying to holler at me. I think they're just saying really nice things, you know, just like really sweet things. Like, let's. Yeah. So what was hosting <laughs> Pride in L.A. after the show came out like for you? So much fun. We did a little uh, activation, uh, ultimatum activation. And we we're like asking couples about marriage and if they want to move to the next step. And I influenced like three or four couples to propose immediately, like on the spot. I'm like this. Oh is God. But, so, but you know, that's not a good, why'd you do that? You well, know that you were should... a lot longer than me. And I'm like, oh. all right, cool. So you guys knew three weeks in, do it. Go for the thing, do the thing. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. I mean, fair enough. So do you believe in marriage now? Do you want to get married? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think it's more of an alignment thing. Right. And I absolutely want to be married. I still want to be a mom. Like all the things. You would be a great mom. 
That was the other fucking thing that I have to tell you was really upsetting to me about Yoli. I really found, I would think he would be a wonderful parent. I, I was just like, it was, yeah, I just, I was pissed. I was pissed for Ooh. you. I was, I was livid watching. I'm like, this is so one-sided. And like, if you are going to tell a story, tell its entirety. Don't like tell the entire story. I'm not in the business of dragging my ex. Yeah, could for I? sure. Yes, I could. Of course mm -hmm. I could. I, dra I didn't drag my feet for three years because I'm, I'm non-committal. So could I? Yes. But, but why would I do that? Like I, it's no, no, I know it's it. Yeah. Are you dating right now or are you just single, like going to hosting every pride from here to Tokyo? Oh, you know, I think I've learned in this also, I don't know, to just be very private about your dating. Okay. That's so a I could be dating. I might not be dating, okay. but what I never do not never say never, but like going public or hard launch. No, I'm going to Issa Rae this thing for sure. You know how Issa Rae just randomly popped out with a husband that she's she's been with this guy for like a bajillion years. Yeah. She popped out one post with her husband on her wedding day and didn't even tag him. She tagged like his suit. The designer. No, I know. I mean, Issa's a G. I a, a wonderful person. Um, and yes, that is the move. I mean, listen, my wife, like, bless her heart, does not want to be on the internet. I mean, we have had because we bought this old house, we've had HGTV and Magnolia interview us, whatever. And Rachel's like, I'm not going to do, you can be on, on TV, but there is no, she's a therapist. Yeah. So she's like never going to be on TV. People yeah. know who she is. I mean, we've had to kind of come to a place where it's okay for me to talk about her and people to, she's like, fine. But she doesn't have Instagram. Like she doesn't have any of those things. She's like an account just to send me memes. You know yeah. what I mean? And really to deep dive the cast of Ultimatum Queer Love because we all have to know what is going on. Are, are Sam and Ozzy still together? They are. They're cute. They are. And like good for them. <laughs> oh my God. Sam, I called her Sarah in my recap, which please believe TikTok alerted me immediately that I had called somebody by the wrong name, which whoops, unsung hero also of the show really had a lot of growth, which was nice to see. Sam's amazing. You know, Sam's, Sam's good people. I have like zero anything to say about her. She's such a great human. Yeah, she was, she was wonderful. So you have like 200,000 followers. You are no longer HR, it sounds like. What is next for you? I don't know. I think I think I would like to host some things. I'm going to like... See, you said you weren't going... You didn't want to be a host. I knew I didn't you want to, but now I'm like, well, I'm here. It seems, it seems like people like when I have something to say. So maybe we get into like podcasting, hosting, perhaps the next like Ellen, but Black. Oh my God, I love that for you. The next Alan the Black. Well, you better hit up Karamo, go on his show. He's giving me very Sally Jesse Raphael vibes of his new show, which I absolutely love. He is. I told him that to his face. So it, no, he was like, they're trying to make me Maury. I'm like, no, you're giving me more Sally Jesse Raphael, like, which I love. Um, yes, you should totally do that and have me on your show. Yes. You see? <laughs> We're, it. We're speaking it right now. It's, it's going to happen. Are you going to stay in Atlanta, you think? Probably not. I grew up in California. 
Where did you grow up? Anaheim. SoCal. Really? Is that yeah. where your family is now? No, my dad retired and they built a house in Florida. And so that's where I went to high school and college. Um, and then I moved to Atlanta because, you know, queer, young queer partying. Atlanta Black excellence. Like, why would you not, you know? Exactly. So that's why I moved here. And then my job moved me to Chicago because I was there to spearhead another project. And that's how I met Yoli, who was in Chicago. And then my job moved us to Seattle, which they also don't show on the show. It was, I was so <laughs> pissed to say the least. I'm like, this is nuts. No yeah, production, they... but just like, you know, I bl- if I'm honest, I blame Yoli for not telling a, a, the story the way that. Yoli, Yoli felt like she came in with something she really want. And I also think when you start making real faulty moves, you start to tell a narrative to yourself so that you can feel better about the decisions that you're making. You know what I mean? That's like sort of, I think, a normal reaction, perhaps for a person like that. Unlike Ray, who may, who like literally, I mean, that scene when she wakes up in the morning and sits on the edge of the bed, I was like, oh, babe. Oh, no. Because whatever y'all were drinking in these like iron mugs, <laughs> I, I, which is so weird. Again, TikTok alerted me it's for continuity, which, by the way, friends on TikTok, it's not like I haven't been in the entertainment industry for like 15 plus years. I know that. Yeah. I just still find it very strange that you would like bring an iron cup to a fucking gossip grill in san diego or wherever you guys were running around also the fact that this was filmed in san diego is like it makes all the sense in the world yeah yeah truly all right so you're moving to la we're gonna be best friends i'm so excited you are the next black ellen which i'm very very into um over under do you do you think people should go on reality like are you like go on reality tv or is it like no Oh, did you hear my blinks? Like, yeah, yeah. And if that's the answer, if the if the hard blinks are the answer, that's fine too. No, no, I think, I think reality TV. I mean, we all watch it, right? Like, we all consume it, whether we love it or not. It, it is for entertainment. It is, it is consumption. I think this was a very special reality TV show, being that it's the first queer cast in dating and exposing our lives. And whether it was messy or not, I think there was a lot. There was a lot of conversation to be had around some of these nuances and some of these things. Um, and so I love that for it. Uh, but just be sure of what you're getting into, because the other thing is that I can only speak for this show. The camera doesn't lie right about right. your character. It doesn't. You can't make the camp. Yes, there is production and yes, there is editing. But this show and this production team in particular, in my experience, they weren't making things up about. Right. You are. And so what I think people have a conflict, conflicting time with is seeing themselves and lacking self-awareness. They see themselves on TV and they're like, I'm not this person. And it's like, no, there's 30,000 hours of content cut down into 10 episodes. If you showed up as an asshole, 75% of the time, you you might just kind of be an asshole. Yeah, Vanessa. Just kidding. I mean, it's unforgiving. So just be, it's unforgiving yeah. and you can't take it away. So just be very clear about if this is what you want to do. That's all I'm saying. Go on reality TV, but be sure about it. Yeah. Fair enough. Oh, wait, I have one more. See, this is the problem. I'm like, wait, no, I have one more question. Who are some in crazy like celebrities or fun people that either have followed you or reached out? I love this question. 
because this always happens when people get famous on the internet or on reality. Um, oh, I, oh, I can't say it. Why? Um, no, just like positive. Anybody has, well, we can look through your followers. Well, that's I'm not point. going to, there are 500 million of them, but who's somebody like fun. That's like followed you or reached out and you're like, oh my God, that's exciting. The, mo the, a really fun one has been, uh, Ruby Rose. Who's hot to me. And yeah, I'm like, obviously Ruby Rose is hot. Ruby Rose loves herself a reality show follow okay well, she was like rose. it's so funny because she didn't say a lot it was very like you know one-liner she's like your show is crazy <laughs> and i'm like i'm like oh my gosh you know about this you know so that's been interesting some likes that have happened like on stories or whatever uh vashti um yeah yeah vashti's dope as hell i'm like oh my goodness this is amazing um this artist nina chanel who's one of my I'm such a fan of Nina Chanel Abney, all her art, she's a fine artist in New York. And I'm like, this is, this is wild. Uh, Lena Waithe has like reposted something. And Lena's, I an old, Lena's an old friend of mine. I love that. She's Lena's awesome. Great. She's amazing. Uh, I, you know, I casually like said something to India Moore or India Moore a while back and she responded and I'm like, <laughs> India Moore is a good one. Amazing. She's fine as hell. Number one an activist. And I'm like, oh, my life. I'm good. I'm good here. I'm good now. See, this is why I love you because all of those are the, the I love what you get excited about. You know, that's exciting. A fine artist. Vashti is like amazing. So Lena, India Moore. Okay. Oh my God. You and India Moore could be. You understand that I would absolutely, I'd be public about that relationship. I know I've been sworn to mystery, but like, India Moore. I'm, I crush over her. I have a huge crush on her. Well, Mal, I can't wait to see all of the red carpets that you grace because I know that there will be so many. You had also, I would be remiss if I didn't tell you, Rachel Scanlon was like, did Mal have like a stylist on the show? You, you're, you looked incredible. You were exactly were who you were. And listen, coming out as the beloved person on a reality show is hard to do unless you were such a wonderful person so thank you thank you i want to be clear i did not have a stylist there was that was that was me <laughs> plan i plan. said that i was like i i met mal a month and a half before i was like she had a real lovely white crochet I, trust me <laughs> i i i was like no i think mal just has like great taste and great style which you do hiatus cute like you've got it you've got it the plan was to be like yoli listen I could be, you could be my stylist, but that, no, it was me. What did I tell you? Mal is the best of all time. Follow her if you don't. 220,000 followers I just looked at, so ever growing. Um, follow me at Listen to Liz if you don't already. I'm on TikTok, your favorite lesbian auntie at Listen to Liz 415. And, um, I'm gonna post the whole video of us chatting on my Patreon. So check that out and uh, enjoy.